Yo, so what's good, y'all? This is St. Joe, soundsandgear.com. Got my good buddy, Mr. M. Simp, the man himself, Michael Simpson, producer, musician, sound designer, extraordinaire, all around. Good guy, plus family guy. So, uh, yeah, man. What's up, brother? I know I know your schedule is busy, so I appreciate you. I appreciate never you. Too, never too busy for, you know, linking with my brother, man. Hey. I, I definitely appreciate you having me, reaching out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel honored to even be here. Uh, you know, let me get a shout out to my mom. Mama, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> here you go. Here yeah. you go. Nonetheless, thanks for having me, man. Oh, no doubt. No doubt, man. So, um, you know how we do it, man. We just kind of go into it. But first, kind of introduce yourself to... I'm pretty sure most of the people that's watching my channel are familiar with you just because, you know, I'm a huge fan of what y'all do. But um, kind of introduce yourself and then we'll kind of dive into some other stuff. Man, I think you kind of covered it, man. Um, you know, first and foremost, God fearing man. Yes, sir. Uh, immediately after that, family man. And then, you know, from there, everything else just kind of falls in this place. But music is up there at the top. Yeah. Um, you know, sports lover. Uh, you know, married, two kids, and that that's that kind of summarizes who I am. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. So. And I think, uh, I mean, we'll get into some stuff, but I think that's that's one of the main reasons why we uh, hit it off so good, man. Like we've been building for years, and it's like you <clears throat> yeah. know, background. You know, of course, the spiritual background and, and being believers, and then just you know, family oriented, kids, like all this stuff, kind of kind of bonds us, man. Um, but let's. Let's roll back, man, to how you got into music in the first place. Like we want to, we want to get into the baby. Like all scent. the way, all the way. We want to get into baby scent, man, and see uh, how you, how you got into. Because I know a lot of your background, but mm-hmm. I want to unpack it for the people who can kind of get a feel for, you know, Definitely. who you are, man. Well, I mean, to be honest, my my earliest memories of music was, you know, in the church. Yeah. You know, um, growing up in a single parent household, you know. My mom, like, every time the church was open, like, we were there. Right. You know? so being at, you know, Wednesday night meetings, Tuesday night prayer meetings, you know, Friday night worship service slash choir rehearsal, Saturday yeah. prayer, Sunday, you know, all day. Yeah. I was there a lot, you know, and just really got to just soak up a lot of the music that was always playing, the musicians, you know, sitting in the front row next to the organ, next to the pianist. Yeah. Um, so those are like my earliest memories of music. Um, as I grew up, I guess that evolved. <clears throat> I naturally just kind of gravitated towards things like band. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in junior high, I was in the symphonic band. I was in the jazz band. I played trombone. Okay. You know? so, um, my passion was always with the drums, but, you know, they had this rule that it was like, if you didn't have a year of piano lessons prior to joining band, you couldn't play anything in percussion. So <laughs> it was okay. like the wackest rule ever. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I still like I, I still have feelings about it today. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So, you know, I played trombone, which, you know, I learned the bass cliff. Um, and, you know, I learned a lot about the, the sonics and the overall feel of how instruments sit, you know, within an environment. Okay. Um, and, and I really enjoyed it, man. I just unfortunately you know, I played ball, played baseball. So um, I couldn't stay in band forever. You know, yeah. and, and high school, I had to make some decisions. But. It always stayed with me. It was always there, always beating on tables in class, beating on the, you know, the lunch tables and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I would say right at about 15, good buddy of mine, Eric, you know, if he sees us, he'll know exactly who I'm talking about. But 
man, he introduced me to that. Uh, you remember the Music Generators PlayStation? Yep. Uh, MTV. Yeah. Music Generator. Yep. Yes. 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 That um, that was my introduction into beat making and like organizing sounds and putting beats on stuff. Yeah. Um, and that that I'll be honest, man, that game changed my life. Yeah. It absolutely changed my life. For the better. Yo, it's crazy, man, because so many cats that I talked to started on that. Yes, and I, real I, low, man. Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't a gamer back in the day, so I didn't even have I didn't have a PlayStation. Like I stopped <laughs> like my, my gaming stopped at like Turbo Graphics sixteen. Like after yeah, that man. I was like I was I was in the ball as well, so I was more into the ball side of things. And so but I know about the program. Um yeah. and you know, a lot of people talk about getting started on that, man. And it's crazy that so many people like that was their introduction to it. Like, could you, cause I don't even know how the program work. I just know of it and, and yeah. know what it did and, and saw it. I mean, I've like, I've seen it and, and seen how people use it and stuff like that. But, uh, could you put, could you load sounds into that thing bro? or did, like, did it have it on? Has it on? Yeah. One day I'll, I'll shoot a video. Like, you know, we're going to go home for Christmas and I'll see my mom. I still have my PlayStation one. Like, in my yo, PlayStation. you got to do a video on that, yeah. bro. With, like the memory cards and everything. Like, but yeah, like you used to be able to, um, you know, for instance, like there was this Usher CD, like this Neptunes on this 8701, this Neptunes like kick and snare would play like open yeah. for like three seconds at the beginning of this song. So like every time I would fire it up, you would pop the CD out. You would tell it on the system like, OK, I'm about to sample, pop the CD out, put whatever you wanted to sample in, close the case, sample it like you would let it play. And I, it, I don't even know if it had like unlimited sample time or how long it was. <laughs> but it was enough to grab three seconds of drums. Yeah. I mean, and very, very basic way of editing. And then it will put it in these little blocks that you could drag and drop into your range. Yeah. And it was crazy, man. You would just sit there on that place. I can remember, man, my mother tell you, like, I would go days without sleeping, bro. Like, school, getting ready, you know, sun coming up, got to go catch the bus type deal. I'm still on that PlayStation, man. Yeah. uh, It was dope, man. Like, a lot of guys that I know that started on that ended up doing, like, really, really big dope things in music yeah you know what i mean yeah so they, they definitely i think it was a before it's time to right. a degree yeah um, but you know obviously when you when it came to exporting sounds and you know we used to have to run the the tv out to yeah. the to the you know what i mean yeah. and the heart recorder came out like man it was it was crazy but those are good days man like those taught me a lot about audio audio quality um and, and really just taking what you're hearing in your head and trying to get it out. Right. You know? And I'm grateful for those, those bearings. I'm grateful for that skill set. Yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, hopefully one day I can introduce my son to that game. Right? Yo, yeah, man. Yo, that, you got to do a video on that, bro. And like that joint, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Cause I talked to so many producers, man, who started on that joint, man, like, you know, really dope producers. And I think it's, it's one of them hidden gems, man, that really sparked a lot. And I don't even think they, you know, like Sony and MTV, I don't even think they really realize how much, you know, of an impact it's had on, on the music production industry. You know what I'm saying? Like they couldn't have, I mean, I I don't even know. I don't even remember how much it cost, but I mean, it couldn't have been that expensive. Like most everybody that I knew, you know, we're military brats. So most everybody that I knew like had that game collection. So I don't know. Yeah, it was great, man. It, it, it was great. Like I still think about, you know, when I'm making music, like how you would drop stuff into your arrangement and mute pieces and pull things out. And I still arrange like that to this day. Yeah. Now it's I wonder. Crazy. It's funny you say that, man. Um, because it's it's it's, <clears throat> it's obvious that 
you're a huge machine guy. And I'm wondering if that kind of that arrangement side um, impacts how you look at the machine arranger. Because, you know, yeah, a lot absolutely. of people, a lot of people are like, you know, the ranger needs this, needs that. And you're just like, yo, I, I, like, I rocks with it. Like, this is, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just, it, you know, I mean, for me, it's cool, you know, because I, you know, I came up on the NPC and stuff. So it's just similar you know, loop based, but um, yeah. I just, you know, the way you were talking about that, I just wonder if that had an impact on, on how you can jail so much and, and the stuff that you do in the arranger uh, yeah. of machine is like really, really intricate. And you really kind of, you can, you can really make stuff sound like it was coming from a linear situation. Yeah. Um, there's, there's definitely a correlation, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, one of the things about that game and you know, what machine has, it's all pattern based, man. Right. I mean, well, you know, when I first got machine, I was an attacking machine. Exactly. Standpoint. Yeah. I see a lot of producers that use machine strictly from a timeline perspective. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you turn machine around and really look into it, the strengths of it are, are in the patterns, yeah. you know, and that's where you, you you build out what you're trying to do and get things going. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's definitely a correlation there for right. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Just yeah. Just spark my spark my mind. Just, you know, because <laughs> we, we talk so much, man. So I know the type of stuff that you're into. And so when you said that, I'm like, OK, that. You know, it kind of makes sense now. So from from music generator, when did you get into uh, what was the first piece of gear you got after that? Shoot, man, it was years later, man. Um, I think around my freshman freshman year in college, man, got a Pell Grant. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it was like thirteen hundred dollars. I got a little Pell Grant. Yeah. And, you know, just bro, didn't think twice about it when cut on a. 2000 XL. Yeah, I got off. I got off from one of my guys in in St. Louis, and I bought a. I put I put this one on credit though. Yeah. Uh, the Phantom S 61 key joint. I had that joint. Those, those were my very first two pieces of like, I would say pro legit gear. Yeah. You know, very two very very first pieces, man. Never dope, forget. Dope, dope. Now, uh, so was you in? Were you in college when you actually started? Because you're actually a producer, like you, you know, you know, production, publishing and stuff. So let's kind of talk into that timeline, like um, which came first? Was it the music production for artists or the, the, the publishing side? Yeah, definitely. That was, um, you know, that was definitely the I would say the the foundation you yeah. know, of, of uh, even getting into the publishing and the licensing and all that stuff later. Yeah, it was just trying to work with different artists. Gotcha. Um, you know, I can remember we did a mixtape with some some dudes around my hometown. Um, hopefully, y'all will never hear that, but uh, <laughs> it it was good, man. You know, and I, I you know I was I have a degree in business, so you know I'm here. I am, you know, bright eyed and bushy tail, you know, ready to go. Like I'm thinking, I'm about to put all my skills to use and get all this degree. Yeah. So, you know, I'm doing my music on the side, but then I'm also trying to run my business. So you know, we pressed up like I think you know, three to 400 of these CDs and hit the city, man. Yeah. You know? And at the time, like <clears throat> Facebook wasn't popping. It was MySpace. Yeah. You know what I mean? yep. And we used to hit everybody we knew in MySpace. Like, yo, we're going to be up at this junior college from 12 to one. Y'all come see us. You know, we're going to be here. We'll meet you here. So I think we we're selling them for like two bucks. We made a little money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that right there sparked everything. But <clears throat> there was a guy in my hometown, real, real talented keyboard player, Dude heard that he came by the crib and he was like, "Yo," he looked at my setup and he was like, "You need to get rid of this, this, <laughs> this, this, and that." And bro, he was pointing at my TV, my music generator, mm-hmm. my cassette deck, 
you know, all the things that I thought like were legit. Yeah. It was like, yo, you need to go get this, go swim by the music score, check out this, go check out this catalog. And uh, from there, I said, you know, okay, if I want to be taken seriously, like I got to step my game up. Yeah. You know, I got to step my game up. So I took that initial investment, went and bought the Inbox original. Okay. Pro Tools. Yeah. And I had, so at that point, all I needed was a computer. Yeah. And so my mom brought me a laptop home from work one day and it was, bro, the rest has been history. So yeah. I had my PC 2000XL, my Phantom, and that Inbox original, bro. And yeah. it's a wrap. It's been yeah. a wrap ever since. Word, word. So, so after the mixtape, did you go, uh, how'd you get more into production? Because I, I mean, was the production next for for more artists? I know you've you've done some stuff in the in the gospel realm as well. <clears throat> yeah, uh, that was all. All that was like kind of kicking off at the same time. Um, <laughs> so I, I would say like right around my junior year, sophomore, junior year in college. So we're we're talking oh six, oh five ish. Gotcha. Um, buddy of mine, uh, shout out to my man Sharp Sound, Steve Sharp. He and I played at the the same church, <laughs> so you know, we both played keys at this church and. Um, he and I worked with this artist, a good friend of ours for years, you know, and we would shoot him tracks and we would do different things, but he had this idea of like starting this production company. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, early on in the MySpace days, um, we started Kingdom Music Productions, man. Yeah. And, you know, young in the faith and, and, and young in music, just, you know, just overzealous, man. Yeah. Uh, we just wanted to put beats out online, but like our deal was like, only Christians can get these beats. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, through that, um, met a lot of great cats, man. Cats that are still out actually doing it, man. Cats yeah. like uh, Jason. Yeah. Out there with him. Uh, cats like Thizzle. Yeah. Uh, I remember we, you know, we were dealing with like Reach, mm-hmm. uh, Triple E and those cats before, you know, any of these cats like had just, oof, right. you know, those guys being in Texas, like we would hear about them all the time. Yeah. I mean, we would hear about them all the time. So, that was very, very early on. Um, once we got a little older in the faith, a little bit more mature, uh, had a little bit more business acumen, we developed Kingdom Music Productions into uh, what became Stompbox Music. Gotcha. And at that point, um, that's when the licensing, uh, we just really opened up the market, man. Yeah. So then the licensing came, the sound click came. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really when I, I said, okay, I want to do this like for a living. Yeah. I, I need to figure this out. Gotcha. So right. You're looking at it probably around 2009, mm-hmm. 2010-ish. Yeah. So that's, I, I really credit like those years as when I decided to become like all the way legit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got my LLC. Um, there was no no investment that I wasn't willing to make. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I bought all my gear, monitors, like every everything at that point, right around 2009. So. Yeah. Yeah. 2009. Dope. Dope. So uh, now... How was the how was the transition for you from from going strictly producing for artists to getting into the licensing side? Was that more of a was that more of a situation where you had connections with different people and things kind of presented themselves, or was it something that you were actively actively trying to do? Well, kind of, man. Like I didn't really um, even know. I didn't even really know about like that whole side of music production because technically you can still produce yeah. and do what you do in production but then just have that same material yeah ready for licensing you know and nobody yeah. told me that mm-hmm. um so a friend of mine he had a subscription to what uh, do you remember taxi 
Yeah, they still out. They still doing their yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't subscribe anymore. Yeah, but they still, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he invited me out. So we flew out to L.A. Um, and went to a taxi conference. Yeah. And I spent I spent a weekend in L.A. Um, soaking up, man, just like, you know, notepad in hand, soaking up just all of this kind of knowledge from people that were like, I saw, okay, well, I want to go and do what he's doing. Yeah. I like what he's doing. I want to try to get into that. So I just sat at that conference, man, and just soaked up a bunch of stuff. And when I got back home, I was like, yo, there's a whole world of music that cats are sleeping on. Right. There's a whole world of music, you know. And um, so, yeah, the production slash licensing has always kind of been one and the same for me. Gotcha. It's, it's always been one and the same. So, you know, for you young producers out there, the stuff that, you know, you're pitching these songs and things aren't sticking, man, like, keep everything exactly don't, you know don't catalog that stuff and archive it and, and get rid of it just keep everything and those are some of the things that i learned from taxi it's like no idea is ever a bad idea right. you know somebody can always use it for something so what ended up happening was like on soundclick publishers would reach out to us we would build off-site <clears throat> we would shoot them stuff and you know the, the agreement was set. You know, it's like, hey, if I get something place, I'll get X amount of dollars off of. But you'll get your writer's share. Yeah, and that's how that happened, man. Dope, dope. So, what? How did MSX come? What? No, before that. So, <laughs> okay. So we'll get to MSX in a minute. But before MSX, um, I knew about you from a uh, reason to work. Okay. okay. So, so, uh, which, um, so how did you get into, into the whole putting out content online type of thing? That reason to work, I think was being ran right as I was transitioning out of stump box. Gotcha. So that production duo situation, like we just decided, you know, some life changes happen. We just decided like, okay, we're going to dissolve this. Um, you know, I had other goals and aspirations as well as my man. And, you know, it just, it just happened. We're still really, really good friends. We talk all the time, but, you know, from a business standpoint, we decided to move in a different direction with that. But at that time I was getting into building reason to work. Mm -hmm. Um, My idea was, you know, I'm I'm a long time reason user. Mm -hmm. Uh, My, my idea was to put out urban hip hop based content on reason, you know, like at the time, like, man, I would get online and just look for different things. Like, yo, how do I program uh, something into Kong and get it routed to the 16 channel mixer? Yeah. Even before that stuff, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I just wanted to see somebody making beats and reason that I could learn from. Yeah, yeah. There was really nothing, man. There yeah. was nothing. And uh, so I was, you know, I was like, it was one of, you know, one of those deals. It was kind of like a labor of love. Yep. Yeah. And I figured it out, man, and <clears throat> was able to build a cool following. Um, but I really just wanted to share and give back. I'm real big about giving back. I'm real big about sharing, mm-hmm. not hoarding, hoarding knowledge and things like that. Yeah. And that's, that's really what reason to work was about. Um, and then it kind of evolved to me interviewing my guys, you know, people that I, I do business with, people that I work with, people that I just look up to, yeah. uh, production wise. And yeah, it was a good deal, man. Unfortunately, Definitely. I had a, had a, had a mad server issue and I, I've lost yeah. everything since. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, man. I feel you on that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, I know all about that. Um. So when did when did MSX come about? You know, when did, when did you guys meet and and how did you how did you decide to say, hey, I'm gonna start putting out sounds like MSX. MSX is a unique deal, man. I, yeah. I kind of really 
it's mad cliche. Like, don't kill me for this, but it's yeah. like I kind of feel like it was something I was always supposed to be doing. Right. Somehow. Yeah. Uh, fa- fast forward to 2010, 2011, my wife and I and my son, we moved to Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, right around 2012, my co-founder in MSX, Matt Slack, yeah. took a job where I was working. So I was an assistant director of admissions at the Art Institute of Austin. Okay. And he gets a job there and you know i'm like the music production mentor coach for guys on the team um so my boss is like hey we got this guy he's in the audio like he studied classical music he you know he's played drums at byu and their their basketball band you should go meet him and tour him yeah so i was like one of the first people that he met on campus though so we walk around campus i'm taking him by the lab we're looking at the ssl so we just start talking like yeah. and kind of like you and i like you just we just hit it off yeah so he's like, yeah, I used to do this and I used to do this. I'm like, yo, dope, I do this, I do that. And he's like, yo, I got this beat machine. I was like, yeah, I got this one. So we just clicked. Yeah. Um, you know, for any of you guys that know Slack, like he's a he's a drummer, he's a classically trained drummer. Yeah. At the time, he was always touring in Austin. So like at work, he always had drums in his car. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he'd be getting off a gig and like coming to work. You yeah. Know, showing up late and whatnot. But um. <laughs> Just putting him on blast. <laughs> but um, so we would always talk, and like I live like probably not even ten minutes from the school, and uh, you know I got a kid at the crib, and I was like, "Yo, man, you should come by. We should shed sometime. You know, you can show me some chops or what have you." And he was like, "No doubt, man. I, you know, I stay ready." So that's what we would do. Like on our lunch breaks, we would go to my house. He would set up his drums, and we would shed out. Yeah, we would just play drums, and. So he was teaching me like different things about drums and you know four over two and three over two maneuvers and things like that and different fills. But at the same time, then I would show him reason and like recording techniques and different things. So there was a give and take there, but it was like working. Yeah. Um <clears throat> right around that time, like I'd always done uh business with my brother Alcoda. Mm-hmm. Um you know, when we were with Stonebox, like we did a little baby drum kit over there that did okay. Yeah. But he always he'd always texted me and always comments like, "Yo, whenever you want to do a live drum kit, like I'm ready." Yeah. And this was like early, early on as drum broker was like getting going. I was like, hey, I don't know if I want to get my drums. And yeah. I don't know if I want to put that out, you know, that's kind of taboo in the industry. Yeah. But I was like, if I ever do it, yo, I got you. Yeah. You know? So then, I just started putting the pieces together. I was like, well, man, here's Slack. He's a drummer. I know how to record. We work at this school. They got an SSL G, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the G series board. I'm like, it'd almost be a waste if we didn't make anything happen. Right. And that's what, that's what we did, man. And yeah. that was the beginning of MSX. That was like 2012. Yeah. Yeah. 2012. So now with uh, MSX, what, what made you approach it the way that you do in terms of the content that you create? What goes then, into what goes into your content, like the thoughts behind what what you're gonna put out? It didn't start off that way. Um, you know, the first project we did was the Young Kim Breaks. You know what yeah. I mean? We we recorded that at the school um, on the board. Shout out to my guy Dave Shumway. Um, he was an audio tech teacher there. Locked us in with some students. So we we went in with the class. Yeah. You know, taught everything and like had them mic up the drums and. That was the original plan, Joe. Like, original plan was like, yo, let's just put out some drums yeah. and keep it moving. Yeah. You know, 
there was never a thought to like turn this into a company yeah into sound design at the time right <clears throat> what happened was, it was just a response man mm-hmm. it was it was a response and you know uh drum broker hit me and was like yo you know if you got anything else on deck you know let me know so we were planning strategically to just drop something every quarter and do four kids a year yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> it was gonna be it was gonna be all drum based right you know? um right after that we did bars keys and anomalies um yep. and kind of wanted to show the process of like yo if we make music this is how we're gonna do it yeah you know so we pulled out the rolls the vibraphones the whole nine there's a video up and something, yep. something somewhere but um the response man and then i started looking at it and i said man there's a there's a really a need for creativity mm-hmm. there's really a need out here for cats to be able to see like your process one but then also how you approach the process so then there's the reason to work link i would yeah. take those packs and show how i would use those in my beats because all that stuff i was still doing with my licensing yeah um but man more and more as emails started coming through and cats were hitting me on my personal networks yeah <laughs> Because at the time we didn't we didn't have an MSX email, nothing. Yeah. Cats were hitting me on my personal networks, drum broker was hitting me. And you know, again, I just started connecting the dots. Yeah. I was like, it would be a waste not to, <laughs> you know, not to. So Slack and I sat down, man. I never forget we sat down in Austin, man, and I said, Yo, I, I got a vision. I don't I don't know where it'll go, how long it'll last, but I see some stuff that we can do creatively. Yeah. And he was like, Yo, I'm with it. Yeah. I was like, bet. So then at that point, I said, yo, we don't want to come off as Mike. We don't want to come off as Slack. Like, we want to be a sound design company. Gotcha. That's going to be the move. You know what I mean? I don't care who knows me. I don't care who knows you. I don't care, you know, if they know who played what on what on what kit. Doesn't matter. Just put out dope stuff. And that's still the philosophy today, man. Still the philosophy today. So that's when it took off. That was 2012, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, you guys are known for that soulful you know just organic um almost throwback music in terms of your samples um why why that lane is that just a true reflection of who you are um and just i mean of course hearing your background and and growing up in the church and all different stuff it, it makes sense but it seems like it seems like you know you you focus on this is what we do you know what i'm saying and everything that you do has that that organic vibe to it, that musical, you know, and, and then, uh, you know, hearing the background of you guys, you know, just the people behind MSX, um, you guys are musicians, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you guys got a lot of uh, musical background and all this different stuff. Um, do you ever get tempted to try to do what's quote unquote popping? I never, I never get that from you, but I, you know, just, yeah. I, I want to hear your take for some of the other people that may be thinking of, you know, getting into putting out their stuff like because you right. focus on you know i'm gonna do what we're gonna do like msx this is what we do you know um, I, I don't know man like i've always and i don't know if it's from my sports background you know growing up coaches would always say look don't try to be so-and-so do you like yeah. be you or be 100 percent you yeah and i'm not out here trying to be anybody else i'm not out here trying to to be honest, we don't even really watch what yeah. anybody else is doing. Yeah. Because, you know, once you look this way, it takes you off of your focus. Exactly. Forward, man. Yep. And that's always been the approach. So, you know, the aesthetic that you hear and that you feel from our work is, 
I, I would say personally what we enjoy, man. Yeah. Um, you know, we both, well, all of us have record collections and like primarily that's the kind of stuff that you'll find, you know, catch like the meters and uh, Chick Corea and uh, Weather Report, catch yeah. like that. That's the stuff that I like. You right. Know, when I'm sampling, if I'm going to get in there and sample and I'm trying to make music, like I'm going to grab those records. Yeah. Um, so I think it just kind of naturally comes out. I think there's enough programmed and, and, and VST based work out there. So our approach was always like, let's just use real instruments, man. Yeah. You know, let's just use real drums. Like, right. I don't want to say I'm a drum kit designer and not know how to get around on a drum kit. Gotcha. You, gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what's funny about this industry, which I think is a, is a, is a completely different conversation. Yeah. But, you know, all, all we're trying to do is be the best versions of MSX that we can be. Right. Day in and day out. You know, I don't want to be what the next man is doing. There's some great, great guys out there. I'm not going to put any names out, but there's some people that I really am like, shh, yeah. they are doing it. Right. You know, that's them. That's, yeah. that's their lane. You yeah. know, I'm trying to run my lane. I'm still trying to figure out the rest of my lane. Gotcha. I don't have time to worry about, you know, the left or the right. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, and you guys, you work with a lot of um, musician <clears throat> musicians outside of just you guys. Um, right. So, uh, are these people that you just <clears throat> are these people in your area, like people that you just know, um, or or because it seems like the, even the people you work with still fall into that same yeah frame of musicality that that you guys are known for definitely man there's a there's a short list of people that i keep you know that what's funny is i i god has set it up for me that the people around me all do something incredibly much better than me yeah and those are the only people that i'm trying to be around you know all the way from uh or they make me better gotcha you know, starting, starting with my wife yeah you know, and then everybody else around me including yourself you know mm -hmm. what i mean so the team of musicians that are around me are guys that I've always looked up to. Gotcha. You know, um, shout out to people like Corny Mans, which yeah. I would consider a mentor of mine. We met playing at church years ago. Okay. And even when I was in college, yeah, he was there visiting his sister, and I remember, you know, I'm running the audio visual at the church, and like he still walks in with his bass. Yeah. And they're like, "Yo, fire him up!" And I'm like, "Who is this cat?" Yeah. <laughs> Who hits me with the Google me, bro? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's me with the Google me. So that's what we did, like in church. And like, just, we saw just his discography and everybody was just like blown away. But, yeah. you know, Corny, um, another cat out of Dallas, uh, Patrick Hill, he goes by October 1st. Good friend yep. of mine. Yep. Uh, been working with him years, years and years since like my Stonebox days. Gotcha. But all highly respected musician friends of mine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um <clears throat> Yeah, there's there's so many people to list. Uh, skyscraper, shout out to my guy CJ Wheeler. You'll hear him on like the soulful stems. But these are people that I looked up to musically, and like I have relationships with these cats. Like these are people like I'll pick up the phone and call and just chop with. Them. Yeah. Um. So I think we're kind of equally yoked to a degree, mm -hmm. um, which makes the music that we put out it already kind of vibes. Right. Right. You know what I mean? It already gotcha. kind of vibes. Yeah. Just when you know people and it's not so transactional, you know people, you can say, hey, I want to go here. What do you think about this? I like this. There's no hard feelings. There's no egos. Mm -hmm. you know? And that's what makes the music better. It's yeah. like, 
I can tell these cats like, yo, I'm not feeling nothing you sent over. Like, yeah. can we revisit that? And they're like, all right, cool. And they can tell me the same thing. Like, yo, that was trash. Yeah. Read that. And I'm like, all right, well, let me go back to the drawing board. You yeah. know, so I think it's important to have guys like that around you to make you better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as far as the MSX sound and aesthetic, like, I think the relationships dictate a lot of that. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Now, what was it? Maybe last year or 2014 <laughs> when you guys when you guys brought on uh, D Steel? What, what yeah, year was that? Was it 15 it was, or 14? Man, D Steel, D Steel been with me 11 months, man. Okay, like, yeah. This this month is is a year. Yeah, so. yeah. And so, what what went into that decision um, to bring him on as opposed to have him as you know one of these auxiliary musicians that you work with? Right. Um. I don't know, man. Like, you know, it just sometimes like I feel like stuff is just kind of put in your face. Yeah. You know, pause on the way that sounded, by the way. But you know, the, the when you're walking and you're not distracted, you can kind of you can see more clearly, man. Mm-hmm. Um, what was happening is still, you know, y'all see still on Instagram. He was yeah. commenting, you know, on all of our page stuff. Um, and then he and I would just be, you know, chopping back and forth. And dude, like, y'all don't know what these still dudes like all the way you know eclectic yeah extremely extremely you know um it was just it was just a character man yeah you know, he's an overall great guy but like one thing about steel is like he's one of the most humble cats i know yeah you know what i mean yeah um so still was like yo <clears throat> you need to get on ableton simp yeah i see you working with that reason but low, yo, let me tell you about ableton so yeah. i was like so still and i kind of linked up he was giving me ableton tutorials yeah um he would like link up with me in October and we would jump on Skype and like he would sit there for an hour. You know, he's busy and he would yeah. give me like an hour, like, all right, yo, you want to MIDI this up? You want to do this? Here's how I do this. Here's how I do this. And like for me, I was like, yo, this dude is cool. Yeah. <clears throat> and still called me one day. I was like, yo, if you ever want me to work on some stuff, like I always have material. Let me know. Yeah. He would, he would keep telling me that. Yeah. Keep telling me that. So, I think when I did Sandwich Kit 6, like I sent it over to Steel. And I was like, hey, check this out. He was like, bet. And he was like, hey, I put some drums in there. Check them out. Tweak them if you like. I was like, yo, I could use these. Yeah. And I was like, yo, these are original. He was like, yeah. So there's like a few of his drums in there that, you know, I went in and and, and tweaked a little bit and yeah. used on Sandwich Kit 6. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that. But um Slack and I sat down, we had a conversation. I said, man, yo, this cat's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some things on the horizon with Native Instruments that yeah. was always like, already in the development. And uh, I said, yo, it'd be fun to like get him involved with that. Yeah. <clears throat> Slack was like, bet. So, you know, we flew him down. He came, stayed in my crib for like three or four days and we just hashed it out. Yeah. Just hashed it out. But when he got down here, you know, if you go back on the Instagram, like, it kind of felt like we already knew dude. Yep. You know what I mean? He was more like a brother. Gotcha. So, you know, we all prayed about it. He went home and talked with his wife. And Slack and I was just like, yo, let's put the dude on. Yeah. You know, so like he's now a third member to yeah. a degree. Right. You know what I mean? He's he's I don't think that relationship was ever meant to be auxiliary gotcha. um, or at arm's length. Yeah. And there's been people like I've wanted to put on the team, but the timing or something something has always been kind of odd about it. You yeah. know what I mean? what they're doing doesn't really line with what, what we're trying to do. Yeah. And um, with Steel, man, everything was like. And so you've noticed since he's been on board, everything is just. Yeah. 
you know, every everything has gone up, man, as far as like just the aesthetic, the quality. Um, he he brings a he's, he brings a completely different angle to MSX definitely. that we weren't we weren't already exploring, man. Right. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, dope. I'll, I'll put this out there. I'll put this out there, too, because I tell them all the time. But I think Steel is probably the most talented producer I've ever heard. Yeah, that dude, I was, and that's what I was just, just about to get into. Like as a producer and a musician, man, like that dude is, uh, yeah, like some of the stuff he does, man, is yeah. is is it's just, incredible. yeah, it's just crazy, man. And he's and he is a he's a real good dude, man. Um, that's dope. So, um, <coughs> speaking of, since you mentioned the Native Instruments thing, we, we I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna go into the you know the particulars about contracts and stuff like that. But how how is that process for you guys? And um, yeah, just kind of kind of talk about that process for for you and ha- and what that has meant for the brand and and different things like that. And um, um, does it does it make you want to explore, you know, more avenues like this? You know, because it's almost like stair steps. It's like, all right, you know, I'm producing, and it's like, all right, now we're putting out sounds. Okay, now we're providing content for, you know, the companies and and products right. and stuff like that. Like, and it's like, so what's next? I mean, you know, I can throw some stuff out there and say what's next, but we're going <laughs> to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know. Man, I, I would say the Native Project, you know, Sierra Grove, for those that don't know, you know, um, was the first Native Project that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, meant a lot to me personally because it, it, it said that, you know, one, we could be trusted. You know, we had the integrity and the wherewithal to get the work done, yeah. uh, to deliver, um, but then also the the trust, man, that they they gave us. You yeah. know, it, it was it was a really cool deal. Shout out to my brother uh, Jay Myrex, you know, mm-hmm. another person I again I feel like is around me because he adds value yeah. to what I'm doing to my life. But I would consider him a good friend. But um, you know, they gave us full creative, you know. Uh, leeway with that man yeah which i hadn't experienced that on such a large scale from a company with such a reputation right you know? um so we jumped at the chance man when it was on board we jumped at the chance and <clears throat> that avenue really opened up my mind to say okay we could do this exponentially mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um Keep in mind, like that process was started, you know, still has been with me a year. So that process was started like early 2015. You know, y'all didn't see that until I think just just past July. Like, you know, it was a long, long time in the works. But now I think what you'll see is a lot of guys going towards that wave. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure his email is always inundated with people trying to get on. Yeah. I'm grateful for the relationship that we have over there with Native because you know we can we can talk ideas over there. Yeah. Um, they ask us questions like, "Yo, you know, what do y'all think about this? How would y'all approach this?" Not to mention, like, they're really really good to us. So, like, you know, things that come out over there, you know, they show up at our doorsteps. Um, but <clears throat> where we're going for here, like, can't 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 really put too much uh, words to that. You yeah. know. Yeah. I uh, well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, let's let me let me rephrase it, you know, cuz I don't want to I don't want to put what's up what's some what's what's some things that you would like to see for MSX like vision-wise, some things right. that you like, you know, some of the some of the stuff that uh 
where you would like to take it as a company? Well, okay. So, you know, you bring up a good point vision wise, because, you know, top of 2015, Slack and I have this deal where every December we sit down and reorganize, but we also goal plan. Yeah. You know, and we try to see um, as far as we can see and think about the most obscure things we could think of at the time where we are. Yeah. You know, so that when we catch up to that time, which there's a whole biblical standpoint behind that, I don't want to get into, but yeah. when we catch up to that time, it's, you know, above and beyond what we thought of. Yeah. So we do that every December and <clears throat> that native instrument deal was playing back in like early 2014. Mm-hmm. All the pieces didn't fall into place till 2015, 2016. Yeah. But I, I, what I can see for us is more along the same. I'm just trying to be choices with my words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More along the same, but um, with a broader scope. Got you. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'll say that. With, right. With a, with, a, with a much broader scope. Definitely. Um, if y'all follow us, y'all know anything about like our Instagram, man. Like we're in love with a lot of different pieces of gear, a lot of companies. We, we think there's great things about certain companies that you just don't find in other companies, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And one thing I really learned from you is that like, from a, from a brand perspective, I'm trying to use whatever's dope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever can help me get my ideas out. I'm trying to use that. Yeah. So, you know, however I'm feeling, it might be machine today. It might be pushed today. Yeah. It might be an ovation circuit. It might be, you know, right. Old keyboard, a vintage piece, whatever, man. Definitely, definitely. We're always interested in working with companies, and and you know, if if you're willing to listen, like we have ideas, man. Yeah, you know, we yeah. definitely have ideas. So. Speak to, um, I'm I'm trying to pick your brain from a from a business aspect and 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 kind of get some nuggets. Speak to the 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 whole idea of patience, being patient, and and <laughs> and, and uh. And not just jumping on every deal. Like, why do you? Why is that important for you? Everything is about timing, man. Yeah. I can't. You know, if you've been in the music industry long enough, I think you you kind of understand that. Um, licensing has taught me that too, man. That game is just hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but you know, even the way I was raised, like you don't really want anything overnight, man. Yeah. You don't want anything too easy. Yep. It, you know, if it comes too easy and all this stuff is cliche and this is stuff that we hear and we know, but like when deals are on the table or potential deals are on the table, man, I've seen relationships go sour, yeah. you know, for things that never transpired, man, Right. never transpired. So I want what's for me and my guys and my team yeah. at the right time. I don't want it before I'm prepared. I don't want it before I'm ready. Yeah. Um, so in that you learn patience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You you learn in this industry, you learn how to budget. Right. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's, a, that's a big one that nobody talks about. You know, yeah. you, you learn how to manage money. Mm-hmm. You know, you also learn how to really become self-aware and assess like, okay, this didn't take off or this didn't happen the way I want. Mm-hmm. And instead of being mad and upset, turn the mirror around and say, well, why? Am yeah. I not ready? Right. Am I not prepared? Mm-hmm. You know, what am I lacking mentally personally yeah that maybe would have squandered this yeah. you know so i'm a believer that everything i don't think anything is a coincidence i think everything happens for a reason yeah. um you know for me and my guys like having patience is a must yeah. you know, i'm trying to be where i'm supposed to be when i'm supposed to be there i don't want to be ahead of schedule i don't want to be behind schedule for sure but yeah everything in its own time so i think when you look at the progression of msx <clears throat> 
we could have jumped and did different things at different times, but like this yeah. is where we are and this is where I feel like God has us right now. Yeah. And yeah. and and like I said, as as somebody that, that knows you and, and knows a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, it is, you know, it's definitely a, a trait, man. You know, and I I try to practice the same thing and I I think, you know, we don't do exactly the same stuff. So, you know, I wanted to hear it from your perspective for those that may be, you know, chasing that that you know, trying to get their content out there or because, you know, I get I get questions from people, man, obviously all the time, especially, you know, new sound designers and stuff like this, man. And they're like, you know, um, how do you do this or how do I get, you know, people on this or, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, just because you put something out don't mean it's automatically going <laughs> to, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to yeah, you got to build sure. up, you got to build up that you got to build up that momentum. And it, it does take that patience. And I think. You know, a lot of people will will look at the success of somebody like you or, or some of these other companies out here, and um and and think that it's just a it's an instant thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you know, and that's 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 also a huge reason why I like doing these type of interviews, man. Because it's like people get to see the background. It's like yo, these these people have been putting in work for a minute to to yeah. get there, man. Like, and if you if it's something that you really want to do and you and you stay true to it, then you can you can keep chasing it. And like you said, be ready when the when the opportunity presents itself. Yeah, um, man. you know, I I people a lot of people don't really understand the sacrifice, man. Like, yeah. you know. That's a huge part of it, you know, and, I, and I'm real big, like, you know, the guys, we all will pray before we meet. Yeah. And, you know, and just try to <clears throat> seek guidance and wisdom and, and, and decision making and all that stuff. But a lot of people don't understand the sacrifice when we say we want something. But then now when it comes to start giving up stuff, time, yep. you know, time with kids, time with family. Uh, you know, you're going to be tired going to work if you still have a job. Like, exactly. You're trying to get things done. Like, people don't understand that, man. Right, right. And so a lot of times, like, our big deal is, like, yo, if you ask for something or you say you want something, like, be ready to put in the work. Yeah. Don't don't put yourself out there and then think it's not going to cost you. Anything. Exactly. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to cost you somewhere. Right. You know, so if you haven't assessed that cost, <laughs> you get out there and start getting into these arenas that you say you want to play ball and you find out, man, you're still a minor league player in a major league game. Like yeah. it's more detrimental to you. Right. So that's why for me, I say, I don't want anything before I'm ready. Yeah. You know, but I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to be put in situations before I'm ready. I don't want to be behind time, you know, but yeah. I, I definitely don't want to be there before my time. So exactly. Um, for the young guys out there, man, like really take a look, yeah. <clears throat> you know, a lot of times I think, what what us veterans and people that have experience have to do is we got to share that knowledge man yeah, yeah. you know I, I don't see a whole lot of that going on i see a whole lot of hoarding of information i see a yeah. whole lot of uh uh there's a, there's enough out here for everybody to get it yeah you know definitely. If, if, if you put your mind to something there's there's a lot of avenues still that are untapped out here yeah most definitely we're planning on now but yeah you know, people see that being a rapper is hot. So yeah. then what happens? Everybody's a rapper. Yeah. And everybody's a CEO of that rap company. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. And then everybody's a beat maker. Mm -hmm. And then everybody turns into a sound designer slash beat maker. Yeah. And and, and that's the wave right now. You yeah. know, there's a thousand and a half producers slash sound designers where I'm just going to export the drums from my beats. And now I got a kit. So I'm a sound designer. Yeah. When really like they're drum kit editors. Yeah. You know what I mean? But... <clears throat> 
if you really want to get to certain levels and, and do things that you see other guys doing, man, I would say like, do your research, do your homework, but then really apply yourself like all yeah. the way go in. Yeah. You know, don't, don't just see the short term success. Mm-hmm. There's enough of that out here. You know, you can put out a drum kit. If you're dope, people like your beats. I mean, you make some money. Yeah. You know, then what after that? Right. You know, yeah. two or three volumes of that. And then what after that? Yeah. You know, like have a plan in place and like pursue that, but like really count up the cost. Yeah. Like, okay, if I'm going to do this and I'm a sound design, like have some integrity about it. Learn mm-hmm. synthesis. Learn something about it. Yeah. Put some people on your team that know about it. Do something. Right. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a trip, man. No, no doubt, no doubt. And um, so how much of how much of what you do in sound design impacts your gear acquisitions? It impacts you, everything. Like you're very, you're very specific. You know what I'm saying? Like about what you get. Like anytime you're thinking about, yo, I'm thinking about getting this. It'd be like six, be like six weeks. You'd be like, "This is why," blah 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 blah. Like, <laughs> like, 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 you know what I'm saying? And and again, you know, that I think that speaks to patience and and even even sacrifice and stuff like that. I mean, because you know, you could be out here just getting whatever, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, it has to be a strategic <clears throat> thing. So talk about some of um, what goes into your process of the stuff that you pick. Because you have a you have a nice mixture of modern and vintage and specific specific stuff is modern and you go vintage for specific stuff so kind of yeah i I, it's i think it's specific because of i think my gear purchases are based on what we're working on or what we're getting ready to work on yeah um you know i don't i don't want to be you know just out here randomly you know testing things out and and Mm -hmm. throwing things you know at the wall to see if they stick like you know i'm gonna do my research i'm yeah. gonna see like yo can i get this specific sound out of this or if i bend this this way how will this translate into what we're doing yeah. um but i think it's important as a sound designer to be also familiar with a lot of stuff too yeah. you know yeah. um you got your guys out here like you know yourself and uh cory shout out to b-boy tech and flux and you know, you see these really elaborate systems and, you know, people can look at that and say that, you know, it's, uh, it's overkill. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I look at it, I say, well, man, these dudes are sound designers, mm-hmm. you know? So with sound designers, every hammer is not going to be for every nail, right. you know, I'm, I'm, I might need to use a different way to get yeah. this thing accomplished. Yeah. And, you know, that's why you see guys with these crazy modular setups. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I, I definitely, I definitely, I definitely wouldn't put myself in the in in the league with with them guys in terms of <laughs> what they do. Like y'all, y'all, everybody know me, man. Like I'll I'll edit some stuff and I'll come up with some sounds and I'll make some presets, man. But nah, like it's the stuff that the stuff that y'all the stuff that y'all do, man. Y'all be going in, like y'all be really going in, man. Like you know what I'm saying. But um, I you know I like that, man. And 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 because we're very similar in terms of you know buying stuff. Like it has to be a purpose. Right, right. For, you know, we talk about it all the time, man. It's like um, I noticed that, you know, when it comes to maybe like recording and, and, and kind of capturing your ideas, you seem to you seem to roll with the modern. But then it's like the, the stuff that's generating your ideas. You kind of you kind of like that, that vintage, that analog, you know. Um, so it's just aesthetic, man. I mean, yeah. I think. 
you know, when you think about the MSX sound and the things that we have content wise, that's yep. the reason why it sounds a certain way. Exactly. You know, we're going to try to go the extra mile with, you know, preamps or yep. the gear or, you know, just even the way we treat stuff, even in a box, mm-hmm. you know, we don't like anything really, really too clean. Yeah. Um, you know, most of my sample packs, you'll still find in like 44, 16, yeah. you know, just because I'm trying to cater to the cats with the older samplers. Yeah. I mean, so not a whole lot of headroom and that stuff. We could go 32 bit floating point and all that other good stuff. But man, like we try to keep it with a certain aesthetic, man, so yeah. that it's one compatible, but then two, it just feels a certain way. You know, mm-hmm. that's to me what music is all about. Like, how does it make me feel? Yeah. When I hear music, like I want it to take me back to a memory or to a time in my mind. I, I want it to make me feel a certain type of way. Yeah. You know? Right. So. Right. Right. Now, uh, the MSX bleep box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the, what was, what was the thought process behind that? I just want to do something fun, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, we're based out of Texas. Um, you know, I live in, uh, south texas now but the company that actually puts the bleep drum together is in austin okay and uh we reached out to them man and we saw those um and just were like dang this would be dope to do like a limited edition run with like our names ingrained in that joint yeah and uh, i was like why not yeah you know yeah that's the market and they were cool you know but again that purchase and that investment was one to get the sounds out of it, but then two offer something unique to the community. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you go listen to Samus Kit 4, like we beat those sounds up, we put them in drones, they're layered with the Samus kits and stuff like that. So you'll find those. Like it's just not it's not for not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a there's a reason and there's a method to, to all of that. So Right, right. No doubt, no doubt. Uh what are, what what are you you know, because obviously next month, NAM and all this different stuff, and you know, we always get to talking about gear and different things like that. What are what are some things that you personally are hoping to see in the industry as a creator? Shoot lower prices. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, Joe. You, so, you know, we have this conversation all the time. Like I, somebody, somebody needs to do. Somebody just really needs to take the lead on, like, you know, the good analog polys, man. Yeah. At an affordable price. You know, unfortunately, some of the names that we love, like Bob and, and Dave and those guys, they still want real shiny pennies for their work. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm interested in seeing stuff like that. You yeah. Know, to, to really get the newer and the younger generations interested in analog, man. Right. Um, I think VSTs are great. I love VSTs. I have some that I, you know, I go to, but there's something about like tactile surfaces, man. There's something about, you know, learning about, you know, plugging up cables and like routing. And there's just still something to be said for that, man. And I think that still has its place in the audio community, even amongst uh, non-purists. Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) For lack of better words. So um, I'm, I'm interested in seeing things like that. I'm interested in seeing people push the envelope as far as groove boxes are concerned. Yeah. Um, you know, we could have this conversation for a long time, but yeah. you know, I once had a rolling NBA thousand and 
it, 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 what is it, 2016? Like, we're literally, like, weeks away from 2017, and there still really hasn't been one like it, man. Yeah, man. Right? There still hasn't been one like yeah. it. Yeah, unfortunately, I just don't think there ever will either. I, yeah, you know, like it, it, it can be done. Like, it can be. I, I it, can, it can. No, be I, I believe it can be done. I just don't know if it will be done <laughs> to that to it, that extent. It may be something different, though. It may be something that kind of captures something different. But I just, you know, the way they did it and how they did it, I just don't think it will. It will. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd be real interested in seeing things like that. I mean, I know modulars is like the boutique modular mm-hmm. arena is like crazy right now, so. I'm really excited to see where that goes and how that develops. Um, yeah. You know, still it's funny, like, you know, Mike, he's always like, Mike, you know, Mike don't take no risk, man. He don't want to, he don't want to splurge on modular. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, modular for me right now is one of those deals where like, if I get into it, I know it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. So it's going to distract me from a lot of different things that I'm trying to do. So I've, I've chosen to stay yeah. away from modular to a degree. Yeah. I still keep my eye on it though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I still keep my own. I, I watch yeah. you guys watch the journals, and it's interesting. It's very interesting, man. Yeah. So I'm interested to see where like where that goes. Yeah, well. yeah. But you, but you are modular in a sense with the with the just on the sound processing side, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? you know, we have the Mother 32s. Um, well, I guess those are like semi modular. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the things like the micro brews that can patch into there, and then anybody that's ever messed with Reason, you know, all that stuff connects. Yeah. You know what I mean, all that stuff connects. So, and then reactor, reactor is really dope. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But um, one thing I noticed about you, man, is you, if you, um, you invest in a good mixture of sound creation devices and and actually sound sculpting and sound coloring mm-hmm. um, devices. That's important. Um, so, uh, and you don't just you don't just rely on software to color your sound. Like, you know, you'll go find that preamp or that little you know module or this little pedal or you know what i'm saying like you'll yeah. be very strategic in trying to get the sound out of that as well um which is which is cool man like it's, it's just uh like i know so many sound designers man and, and you know so I, I know the type of work that goes into these products and stuff like yeah. that man and so um it's just it's you know we definitely salute you guys for the work that you guys put in um, definitely just, just, man just and, and you know that comes from learning and looking at guys that you know again that we look up to yeah. um but I think you know if you're gonna if you're gonna walk in integrity in any industry, you gotta you gotta do what needs to be done. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to be a sound designer, like I think you gotta go the extra length, man. You gotta go that extra mile. Yeah. You know, if you want to be Kobe Bryant, you shoot jumpers in the gym when nobody's there. That's what you yeah. do. Right. You right. Know? So as a sound designer, man, you go get the gear that's gonna get you the sound that you're looking for. You know, accurately and truly. You yeah. know, plugins plugins are great. Yeah. Not knocking plugins by any means, but it's it's hard to see people call themselves sound designers with no gear. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 a personal stance. Right, right. You know, but when I know you're coloring everything with UAD plugins, it's like, man, like I'm 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 losing something, you know. Because yeah. there's something about old analog gear or something coming through a preamp that gives it a, a, a certain weight and a certain feel. Yeah that there's a reason why this stuff still costs X amount of dollars. The reason why these records that, that you love and hear yeah. in their process, in their chain somewhere, it's getting ran through certain different things, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and I feel you, like you said, that's, that's a personal thing for me. I'm like, you know, if the end result is good, I'm good. But again, 
I don't go through the links that y'all do. Like I, I rather just take what y'all do and use it. And at, yeah. the, end, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't care how you made it. Like if it sounds like how <laughs> I like it to sound, I don't care if you ran it through a, a broken refrigerator or right. you ran it through a chain of plugins. Like if that joint give me the sound I want, you know what I'm saying? And, and so, you know, for me, it's like, you know, if you can get the sound, if you actually, for me, the difference is between an editor and a, and a designer, somebody who's actually, you know, actually designing the sounds. Like they're mm-hmm. actually, you know, recording sounds and really creating sounds and not just, you know, editing and, and um, tweaking a little bit based off of somebody right. else's, based off of somebody else's starting point. And like I said, for me, like I'm more, I'm more of an editor than a, than a, than right. a, a sound designer type of thing. <clears throat> In in terms see, of like how y'all do like right. I'll, I'll edit and 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 I know synthesis and stuff like that, um, but I mean I ain't got time to be going out and recording stuff, man. Like that's <laughs> yeah. just that's just well, you know what I think. But also, so you know, when I talk about the integrity standpoint, you draw the distinction. Yeah, you right. draw the line. You draw the line in the sand between an editor and a sound designer. Yeah. Unfortunately, that line right now is extremely blurred. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Mm-hmm. The sound designers, the, the sound designer title, man, has lost its its sheen to yeah. a degree. Yeah. You know, I, I think always like the good guys will will continue and continue to move on and get yeah. better and develop. And you know the drum editors and the sound editors, they'll eventually they'll eventually you know find a a, a ground where they either have you have to you have to choose. Yeah. But I guess it too. I guess too. It depends on what type of sounds you're making, right? Because I mean, I don't feel like you can be a sound designer if you're making synth sounds. Like you, you wouldn't necessarily have to record those sounds to to be able to design it. Like if you can take it, true. if you can take something, you know. And so that's kind of where I, I, you know, I fall into that. You know, I can take a a, a basic wave and and use synthesis and and, and do stuff. Yeah. But it's like you know, when when I think about people like you and, and Corey and Willie and Flux and you know you know, uh, raw cuts and hello samples and these cats, like it's, it's the whole gamut. It's like, it's not, yeah, you guys do the the synth preset and different stuff like that, but you also take time to invest to go out and record to book sessions to, to do all, all this different stuff. And it's like, you know, I don't put myself up there. Like I'm, I'm the guy I'll, I'll make you some presets (laughs) or, or, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll sound design some kits. Like you give me some raw material to work with. I can come up with some stuff that's going to sound dope. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, man, I just, you know, at the end of the day, like, I know how much work goes into that. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just like, for me, at this point, uh, I'm not somebody that wants to, to go out and, and do that. Because <laughs> I, I see it. Like, I know so many from, from the from the drum kits to the samples to, to contact libraries. Like, I know what goes into all that, man. And it's like, uh, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll build some sense and I'll, I'll create some sounds with some hardware and sample them joints for you and different stuff like that. But I, I'm not micing up no drum kits. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna see no drum kit from me unless it's co-branded yeah. with somebody who w- went out and recorded that stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, it's just yeah. I think yeah. it's just the difference between it's like a purist perspective, right? Like, yeah. For, for me and my guys, we'd also like to be respected by our peers in the sound design community, right? So, you know, I think working from that vantage, you want to go the extra mile for mm-hmm. the craft, for yeah. the craft. Mm-hmm. You know, for guys that are editing, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think there's great. There's a whole arena yeah. for that. Yeah. You know, we do that to a degree. Yeah. You know? But I think the, the distinction, you know, a lot of people don't draw the line and the distinction. Yeah. Like, I think it also goes back to that, that talk of you're a beat maker. I'm a producer. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we both make beats. Yeah. <laughs> you know, depending on who you ask. Yeah, yeah, right. Says, You're not a producer because you didn't formulate ideas in the studio with somebody. And this yeah. guy just says, hey, you know, that's I think that's how the conversation has become between. Yeah, it's definitely. You know, a, yeah, you know I mean? it's definitely. And it's definitely it depends on your background and your personal thing. I guess, you know, for me, it's like, you know, there may be that there may be that designer out there who who is, you know, has invested in the UAD, you know what I'm saying? And, and I wouldn't want them to feel like, well, I can't really call myself this because this is, this is all I, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, that's, that's why I always try to give both sides of it, man. Like, I understand like, that's a, that's a significant investment as well. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, no, absolutely. so, you know, so, absolutely. so, you know, I don't, I don't want people to get too, too feel like it's, it's so much of a definite thing and, and understand that this is, this is personal opinion type of thing. Yeah, um, maybe probably. Yeah, probably the better discussion then I think is is mainly with the drum kits. I think. Yeah. The bigger the bigger issue right now is with the drum kits. Right. You know, um, the drum kit game is 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 mad saturated right now. Yeah. You know, it's mad saturated. So, you know, based on what we were just talking about, I think that conversation is better had for drum kit designers and then sound designers gotcha you know? yeah yeah you know, if we could draw if we could draw that distinction right right yeah yeah because you know when i when i when you when you mention i'm thinking of the guy that that is opening up you know like i know sound designers that all they do with design sounds for for vsts you yeah, know what I'm saying initialized and, patches yeah and, yeah so you know that's where yeah, so that's where I was going. I wasn't even thinking of the, the of the you know just the drum kit side of it. And so you know, I'm just like, I don't I don't want to discourage somebody who's really putting in the work right. there. I don't want them to feel discouraged after watching it. Like, yo, man, you know, I, this cat, <laughs> well, man, yeah, yeah. Still sound designing by by all means, right, like, and I, right. I'm all about that. I mean, we do that, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, again, looking back on the conversation, I think the distinction with drum kits. Yeah. Uh, is probably a better conversation, which that conversation can go on forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you definitely, definitely have seen the whole gamut of that side of things, man. And I, and I do too, man. Um, I mean, as you can imagine, I get, a, I get a lot of stuff sent to me, man. And I have, you know, I have certain criteria and stuff um, for for what I'll show. And and I ask certain questions, and some people will answer the questions, and some people don't. And it's like, <laughs> you know, there's a reason why. It's like because you know I've I've had kits sent to me that that have drums out of the factory library of machine. I'm like that, that's not your kit. Like you, just because. And I think I think one thing to uh, I think one thing that people forget, and I've, I've you know talked to people about this a few times, and 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 helped some people out, and and seen the seen the change, and seen them going to do great things. It's like you know producers we come up and it's like we have a kit and basically it's like in production our kit could be sounds from multiple different sources or multiple different kits but this is our kit this is the kit we go to this is the kit we use all the time so it may have sounds from a machine library or or msx or whatever and it's like but this is my kit in terms of like this is what i use and i think yeah my go-to and i think the, I think the rub happens is when, you know, producers will take that kit and say, well, this is my kit. I'm going to put this out. And it's like, well, you can't, you know what I'm saying? You can't just do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause this like, you know, and, but I think there, I think there is some, some, uh, some education that needs to happen there. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, if you're trying to transition from, from, you know, producer and, 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 and beat maker or whatever to be an actual sound provider, 
It's like it's 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 not the same as saying telling your boy, yo, this is my kit, check out my kit. It's it's totally different when you putting something on the market to sell. It's like it's gotta be yeah. it's gotta be authentic, it's gotta be original when you put it out. And I and I you know, I, I've dealt with that a lot, man. And um, there, there there needs to be, you know, some some good guys need to step up and create like a, a better business bureau of of drum kits. Yeah. Uh, like a, a some sort of checks and balances, like you know, you see a kit and it's got like this seal of approval. That means it's been checked off and graded and checked, you know, and looked over by some trusted ears in the industry. Yeah. Or, you know, even in just this community that says, hey, the integrity is here. These sounds are like definitely unique. You can right. go ahead with this purchase. Right. You know what I mean? Personally, like that's tedious and it's ridiculous. And with so many different platforms, you know, you yeah. can some kiss on Instagram. Like there's no way to. Yeah, definitely. definitely. There's no way to police that, man. Yeah. My encouragement to guys out here that want to do it, man, is just, you know, do you, man. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't have any really other pieces of advice other than be uniquely you, you know, yeah. and and put out the sounds that are uniquely yours. Right. You know, because that's what makes us all better. Yeah. I don't necessarily need to hear you, but with bits and pieces and so and so and so and so. Yeah. It work. I might as well go to the source. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's how I feel about it. So no doubt, no doubt. So uh, definitely, man. I mean, we've been going for a minute. Before before we get out of here, is there anything that you want to put out there? Anything that's going on? Anything coming up that you want to make people aware of? Uh, yeah, man. Definitely. Um, I want to say, you know, shout out to you, St. Joe, for having me. Oh, for um, sure. And I feel like you're having us, you know, because I speak on behalf of my team as well. Right. So, uh, definitely taking the time to you know, link with me and seeing the value and what we're doing. So definitely appreciate that. Um, thank you to the supporters, man. There's some, there's some tried and true MSX supporters out there, yeah. man, that, you know, can go back years with us, with everything mm -hmm. and have always believed in us. And even to the newer guys, like, thank you guys. So um, there's some stuff coming, man. I, yeah. I'll just say that I don't, I can't talk about it. You know, I, I, I hate not being able to talk about it because I know people, you know, we get emails on like, you know, where's the Sierra Grove part two follow up? Like, can't discuss it, man. Yeah. You know, um, but I will say we are working. If you know anything about us, like we're working. Yeah. You know, you know anything about us, like we're not stagnant. We are working. So yeah. there's some things that are coming that hopefully will be really, really positive uh forces you know for yeah. uh, the producer community and, and we'll have some great impact you know no doubt I mean? no yeah, doubt like, so that's what's up be impactful, man. hey that's what's up yo y'all know what it is man st joe soundsandgear.com here with my man m sent make sure you like comment subscribe to the channel if you dig it share this interview we appreciate it and um we'll see y'all later peace